This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Welcome into this week's episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside John Heyman and we're talking wild card baseball. We are at the end of August, heading into September. It is a full-on sprint, John, and these wild card races are uh, starting to take shape and form. Absolutely, uh, you know some really interesting stuff going on. I don't think anyone would have thought the Orioles would be in the middle of things, and certainly in the National League, you've got two teams that were kind of assumed to be in the Brewers and the Padres. And, uh, you know, now there might be a little bit uneasy out, out there in Milwaukee and in San Diego. You know more about that, Tony. But uh, a couple of surprises and certainly very interesting. Yeah, no, this is exactly what Major League Baseball wanted when they added the extra wild card team. So uh, let's start in the American League. Uh, you got the Rays, Mariners, Blue Jays, Orioles, perhaps – the twins or whoever in the central um let's start with the rays john i mean they just continue to be the machine that they always are they just kind of fly under the radar and then soon as this time of year comes along they seem to start playing some of their best baseball yeah i mean talk about flying under the radar i mean nobody notices them and I, i've been one of the worst about this i never think they're going to be good <laughs> enough i mean I, every year i'm wrong I give them credit. This year they've even had injuries, and they're still doing it. Um, they do a great job. I mean, I got to give them credit. Uh, not me. I deserve no credit. And you know, Wander Franco's been out a long time, and uh, they just keep on rolling along. And right now, it looks like they will very likely be in. And uh, right now, in the strong second place position, doubt they count the catch the Yankees. But I mean, who knows with what's going on with the Yankees lately? Uh, I mean. Well, that would be a shocker of all shockers if they did that. But right yeah, now they do look would. like they're in playoff position. Yeah, they have the, the number one wild card spot. Um, you're right. The Yankees, and, and it's the same thing with the Yankees as it is every year. It, it, when they're healthy, they're a really good ball club. 
when they start to have injuries and they're missing pieces, they're not as good. And right now they're trying to get back to health at least as much as they can. But it just seems like every 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 corner they turn, there's another injury waiting. Chapman goes on after a sounds like a tattoo infection. So <laughs> Uh, a lot, a lot going on there in New York right now. They still currently lead the East by a, a nice portion. Let's talk about the other wild card team in the Mariners. They finally could end what is the longest drought in Major League Baseball in terms of getting to the playoffs. And um, the moves they made at the break, I think, have paid off probably as well as any moves in baseball. Bringing in Castillo, uh, they, they've gotten healthy because they were a little banged up there early. And they're playing some good baseball right now, John. They absolutely are. I mean, you know, it's hard to believe they have not been in the playoffs since 01. I know we mentioned that and we talk about it. And it's just amazing to me because, you know, in terms of revenue, they're in the top half. So that's not easy, particularly we had one year and there were more than half the teams made the playoffs to 2020. Right. But, I mean, uh, it's an amazing streak, the longest in sports. And it's about time uh, that they – uh, end that streak, and they should. I mean, they certainly did big stuff in the winter. Um, Suarez, Winker, certainly Ray, who's given them innings, maybe certainly hasn't pitched like he did last year, but certainly gives them a big-time starter. Uh, you know, made a ton of moves, and, uh, you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm I not sure they're ever going to make it, but it does look, <laughs> like, right? it does look like they're going to make it. It does look like that. No. It does look like they're going to make it. Uh, they got a bunch of, of hungry uh, players on that team. Ty France having a good year. Crawford doing his thing. Uh, Hanneker's back. He's playing well. So, uh, and, and listen, you got some, some as you said, some, some pitchers that are, are really talented. They give you innings, which shortens the ball game. That's valuable come playoff time should they get in. They certainly are sitting in a spot. A team that has been perplexing all year, John. And I haven't seen a whole lot of them other than following the standings is the Blue Jays. Uh, this is a team that for a lot of people picked to win this division to begin the season. And they not only are, are, are not leading the division, they sit third. They have the uh, second wild card, excuse me, third wild card spot, uh, just a game and a half ahead of the surprising Baltimore Orioles. They've fired a manager. Why hasn't this team played up to expectation? You know, this is really shocking for me. I, I don't get it. They they should be much better than this. Obviously, you know, I didn't love the Charlie Montoya firing. I didn't think it was his fault. They got off to a good start with Schneider at the helm, but they've fallen back to where they were. I mean, it's perplexing to me. I mean, they're not going to be the biggest underachievers when you've got the, the White Sox. They're clearly, to me, I mean, last year, your Padres, I think, were the biggest underachievers. This year, it's got to be the White Sox. Still got a shot, but uh, really amazing to, to me that there's this far back at this point, just got swept by the D-backs. But Jays, you know, with <clears throat> Vlad, with Bichette, with all the players that they have, they should be much better. Yeah, it is It is really um, it's really hard to, to understand. Now, certainly the starting pitching hasn't been, I think, as deep as many of us thought it would be going into this going into the the season and um i think that's a, a a big part of why uh this ball club hasn't um really played to expectation uh uh manoa has, has been their best pitcher gosman's been pretty good but burials has been he struggled all season long he's got over a five era and that certainly wasn't 
what they expected when they they brought him back. So uh, they're they're hanging on, and they're hanging on because of another team in that division in the Baltimore Orioles. This team reminds me a ton, and I said this last week uh, of a twenty team twenty ten Padre team I was on. A bunch of guys from almost misfits from different organizations that are hungry to prove that they're big leaguers and that they're everyday players. And they are playing some good, good baseball right now, John. They they have to be the surprise of the year. Yeah, I can't believe it. First of all, I, I, I wouldn't call you a misfit. I don't think that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, a bunch of guys from different organizations <laughs> that were drafted by different guys. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. The Orioles, incredible job this year. They traded Mancini at the deadline, traded their closer, was doing great in Lopez. Bautista stepped in there. I mean, uh, Mike Elias, their their GM, talked to the team. I'm not sure he even needed to. It was the right thing to do. But that team has responded. Rutschman's been incredible, worthy of that number one overall pick. Great switch hitting catcher, certainly given them exactly what they needed. They've got some guys who were previous journeymen like Mateo who are performing. Uh, yeah. You know, give them credit. I mean, they're they're – you know what we would call overachievers, and maybe that's not fair because maybe they're just better than we gave them credit for. And uh, very interesting and exciting, they're still in the race. I, I give them a, all the credit in the world. Yeah, Brandon Hyde and his staff deserve a ton of credit for um, really kind of. It seems like cultivating a a a, a kind of you know a, a area in which. These guys can come in and just play and be themselves and, and go out and, and make some mistakes early. They learn from them. Uh, they're a pretty exciting team to watch right now. And uh, listen, they're only a game and a half, game and a half out. The question is, can they catch uh, Toronto, who has been really um, the, 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 the real sign of, of kind of just average all season long? Uh, the other team that's in this wild card race, John, is the Twins. And um, right now they're chasing the Guardians who, who are playing some pretty good baseball right now. Um, I'm not sure what to make of the Twins. They they are, have a ton of talent. We Padres saw them earlier this season. Uh, they have a ton of talent, but not sure if that bullpen is, is going to be is going to hold up enough for them to actually get into the playoffs at this point, unless they win the division, which is, is surely possible. Yeah, it's going to be tough to be a wild card team out of that division. Although, you know, your your schedule's a lot easier if you're playing in that division. So That's um, true. I, That's true. I, you know, I, I love their hitting. I love their position players. I'm with you on that. Um, the starting pitching was a, was a question going in, and it's been okay. Um, the bullpen is still a question. Um, you know, someone between them and the White Sox needs to take hold because look at those Guardians. Incredible job by – Francona, again, might be the manager of the year. Obviously, there are other candidates, but great job by him. Andres Jimenez has been awesome. You know, he's been as good as probably Lindor. Uh, it certainly looks like the key piece in that huge trade that they made with the Mets. Uh, you know, I give the Guardians credit. You know, I, I think the Twins had some questions going in, so I'm not shocked that they're only slightly over 500 as we do this. I, I, know why I just can't get over the White Sox. Uh, yeah, it's amazing to me. Just amazing to me that they're in this position. Now their schedule, of course, is easy going in, but I, I have no faith in. Them. I've lost faith in them completely. Uh, so much underachievement there. The, the defense obviously isn't good. They don't run the bases great, but I mean, 
Grandal, I don't know what happened to him. Moncada, so many injuries, certainly, that's fair to say. But, you know, they, they looking at that lineup, looking at that rotation, they should win this division going away. And it's really, really been something to watch. It doesn't make any sense. This is also why the game is not played on paper. Because ultimately, right. guys have to go out and perform. And for whatever reason, the White Sox just all year long, they just haven't been able to quite get right. And so uh, here we are. They sit um, a, a little bit of distance out of the wild card. Uh, they're three games out of the last spot. Or excuse me, six games out of the last spot. So it, it's it's an uphill climb for them as well. Let's slide over to the National League. Um, things are as interesting, maybe not as many suitors uh, right now. It looks like in the wild card, you got Atlanta, you got Philly, you got the Padres in that third spot, Milwaukee a game and a half, and then there's a huge drop off. The Giants back at back at seven and a half. Let's start with the Braves because uh, this is a ball club that um, is is the defending World Series champions. They sit three games behind the New York Mets. Do you think they can catch them, or do you think the Mets win that division? You know, I picked the Braves at the beginning. I usually stick with the team I pick, but the Mets have been so good, and they've done it without DeGrom, that I, I do think yeah. the Mets will hang on. So um, the Braves have been really good. They've got all these rookies come up. Strider has been fantastic. Uh, Grissom has been really, really good. Obviously, Harris, who they signed long-term, has been really special. Um, they do a great job drafting, developing, coaching, everything. They're really good. Obviously, they were the champions, even without Acuna, and they have Acuna now. So, you know, I don't put anything past them, but I, I do think the Mets will hang on. The Braves, to me, uh, will get a wild card. I don't think there's much question about that. Uh, the, the rest of that wild card race is interesting, though, because you got your Padres still in there. you got the Brewers. Um, how about that heater trade? I mean, that's one of those trades that was – Looks like a lose-lose at this moment, and uh, it's hard to believe what's gone on there. But uh, to me, those are the interesting teams, the Padres and the Brewers. Well, we'll get to the Padres and the Brewers in a sec, but the Phillies are a team that has seemingly come out of nowhere. They look pretty much like a repeat of 2021 and 2020, and then they fire their manager. All of a sudden, this team is playing as good a baseball in the National League as anybody. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 um, they're doing it with, I mean, aside from Nola, everybody else has just been pitching okay uh, this season in that rotation. The bullpen got a little bit better, but they're not, they're still not a, a, at a at where you would see most playoff bullpens. Can they sustain this? Is this real, do you think, John? You know, they did it without Bryce Harper for the most part. Right? And they and did it out. without Bryce Harper. That's right. It's amazing. Really, they've done great. Now he's back. That lineup with him looks great. I do think their starting pitching is good. You know, uh, Wheeler's out at the moment, but when you get him back, you got him and Nola, so you've got good one-two punch. And the other guys are solid. Obviously, they've acquired Syndergaard. They beefed up the bullpen with Robertson. You know, obviously, it's not a good fielding team. It's been better in the last couple months than it had been before. Obviously, Keith Hernandez doesn't want to watch them, and he's really (laughs) the fielding. He's the guy. He's the fielding connoisseur. He knows it better than I do, but – you know, it is, if you have good pitching and great hitting, you know, even if you've got fielding that people don't want to watch, I don't mind. I mean, I find their fielding exciting. Uh, you know, you can win. You can win like that. You know, uh, I know most good teams have decent fielding, but 
They can out-hit their mistakes in the field, I think. With When you've got Harper, you've got Schwarber. Castellanos has now come on. Obviously, Real Muto is a very good hitter, particularly for a catcher. They've shored up shortstop a bit with Stott. Boom, obviously a rough start this year, but he's a good hitter. Segura, we know he's always been a good hitter. Reese Hoskins has been really good. I mean, their hitting is, you know, I mean, obviously nobody's the Dodgers, but after them, their hitting is better than anybody else's. And so you can win like that. They can certainly out-hit their, their fielding deficiencies. And I expect them in. I do at this point. You know, I know they've been around 500, as you mentioned, Tony, for the last several years. They've been basically close to 500. But with the additions they made with Schwarber Castellanos, I know it seemed a little bit of a duplication to get two great hitting outfielders. Um, but they, they can out-hit teams. And uh, I kind of expect them in at this point. And you're right about the turnaround with the manager. Uh, it's funny that Rob Thompson and Joe Girardi are so close. They are opposite personalities. You know, uh-huh. obviously, Girardi's a good manager. We know that. But for this team, better to have that guy who's a little bit looser and, you know, a little bit more of a personality in Robbie Thompson. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for him because I've known him for a long time. And he's done a great job. They need to extend him. And, uh you know, I don't know if they're waiting to see if they make the playoffs or not, but to me, he's earned it and good for them, and I expect them in. And that's why I said I think the Padres and the Brewers, those are the two teams in question right now. And I'm a little shocked because I had the Padres in before they got Soto and Drury and, and Bell and Hayter and all these other players. And uh, before they got they got off to a solid start, and uh, I don't know what's going on there, Tony. I, I felt they, you know, a couple had a couple good games there, and then yesterday they fell back. Uh, what what is what is happening? Why why are they? It's not to the degree of last year, but it feels like they're like swooning again in August. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. First, I think it says a lot about Robbie Thompson that this team had been, as you said, for two years, very 500, and then he takes over the helm 
and they play the best baseball they've played. I know those pieces certainly didn't look like they fit, as you mentioned, and I think you're right. I think they can get in out slugging or out hitting their defense, but come playoff time, that will, mark my word, come back to haunt them because games get tighter, less runs are scored, and it becomes about who's making the fewer mistakes. And if your defense, if you can't catch the ball consistently in the playoffs, it always finds a way to come back and get you. So uh, they certainly are playing good ball. In terms of the Padres, um, it's really hard to put a finger on. I think uh, they played very well the first two games of the Royal Series after yes. really a disappointing homestand where they had a chance to uh, really beat on some teams that weren't as good. They didn't take advantage of that. Um but I, you are starting to see at least offensively, because that's really been the main issue. I know we'll get into Hater in a second, but the main issue has been the offense hasn't been able to consistently score runs. They had been getting good pitching performances from the starters and bullpen for about a for about a week there, and couldn't muster up more than two runs. Last three games, even in the loss yesterday, the offense seems to be coming around. Everybody, Soto, Bell, Machado. Uh, all starting to seem like they're starting to gel. Now, um, the big question I think right now is Hader. Um, clearly, Bob Melvin has taken him out of the role to kind of uh, get him back in a good mental space. Uh, but yesterday, after taking a step forward in his outing, the outing before, he took us another step backwards. And, you know, obviously you brought him in here to close. So um, you can only... You can only go with him, you know, pitching in these kind of mop-up roles to kind of get himself right for so long. September is literally right around the corner, and um, I think Bob Melvin still has faith that he can he can get him back into a place, and that really ultimately Josh Hader can get himself back into a place. Uh, but right now, don't be surprised if Nick Martinez is the closer for the foreseeable future. He got a, a save uh, on uh, on on Saturday night. Um, came in, closed the game, did a cleaned it up pretty well, and I think that's where the trust lies. But right now, the hater trade has not worked out to this point uh, for the Padres or either team, really. I mean, it's a shocking thing, and I don't know if the Brewers knew something or they just were doing the small market thing and getting ahead of it because he's going to make fifteen million next year, and they don't want to pay a reliever fifteen million. I mean. You know, it was logical. They do logical things there, but boy, it depressed their team. And now they're in a kind of a vulnerable spot as well. You know, I mean, it was shocking to see a guy who was probably going to get a half a promotion, at least Evan Williams, uh, you know, near tears uh, upon the hater trail. They, they loved him in Milwaukee. In that clubhouse, they loved the guy. He was near automatic. It's one of the main reasons that they were, you know, winning so many games over the last several years. And, uh, you know, I I can't think of a trade where uh, it looks like a lose-lose for both teams. But, you know, I think I think I still believe in the guy, and uh, I, I, I can certainly understand why the Padres did it. And for their sake, uh, you know, they got, they're going to have to figure it out because, you know, at his best, he's the best closer in the game. But, you know, he's got like a 23-year-a with San Diego. I mean, that's almost impossible at this point, um, especially for a guy who had a zero ERA for 11 months. He hadn't given up a run from July of last year to, to June of this year. Um, you know, it's quite a come down, but uh, they need him and they need that lineup to produce. I, I just find your team 
So fascinating. I, I don't know what the Tatis situation, how much that affected. It's going to be hard to quantify that, but, uh, you know, I'm, as I predicted them to make the playoffs, I'm a little nervous about them right now. I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Are they are they going to get in? It's it's kind of dicey at this point. I think they do get in. Um, right now, it it does look dicey, but a lot can change from from August. What is it? Twenty ninth um, to, to as we get into September, we see it all the time. I I just think this team is too talented, um, and they have the 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 right manager to kind of weather this storm, um, I think they're going to be able to – I think they're going to slide in. Milwaukee's, Milwaukee is certainly helping matters, I think, for the Padres. Oh, God. They, they certainly haven't uh, put any pressure on them. It seems like every time the Padres lose, the Brewers follow it up with a loss of their own. So um, one and a half games isn't a big cushion, but uh, I do think the Padres get in when it's all said and done. One thing Milwaukee has in its favor, and I haven't gone over the schedules of those respective teams, but they are in a weaker division. And, um, you know, there is an advantage to that generally. You know, Cubs have, you know, they've they've overachieved over the last month, but they're, they're obviously not a great team. Neither is Pittsburgh. You know, they might rack up some wins there. So, to me, San Diego's in a tough spot right now. It's not going to be easy. Phillies, as we've talked about, look like they have an excellent chance to get in. and. Uh, you know, Milwaukee, God, I can't. you know what? That front office is so good, but this deadline, I mean, I just didn't get it. I don't think the players got it. You know, if you're going to trade Hater, you better have a you better have a, a good deal lined up because I think the I think the clubhouse responds to what happens at the deadline. It's psychological wow. as well. You know, Both you're in clubhouses. You, yeah. I mean, I give the Orioles credit. I mean, I give, you know, Michael Elias read their clubhouse properly that they could withstand it. And they had a replacement at cl- closer in Bautista. And, uh, you know, it, they've gone in opposite directions. The Orioles have continued to perform and the Brewers have just gone south. And uh, one of them between the Brewers and the Padres is going to make it. But, you know, one of them is going to have to wake up to do it. Yeah, the Milwaukee's remaining schedule. They got the three coming up against Pittsburgh. But listen, I know these two teams are at the bottom in the National League West, but they're not t- they're tough teams to deal with. They got the Diamondbacks for four on the road. Yep. They got to go to Colorado for three on the road. They got the Giants for two. Then they get Cincinnati, but then they have St. Louis. They got the Yankees. They got the Mets. So it isn't going to be easy for the Brewers either. Padres don't have that, that, that easy of a schedule either because there's a ton of Dodgers in there. Uh, yeah. down the stretch and they and they end uh, against the White Sox so um, you know it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be close but I do think the Padres end up uh, as the victors yeah. of of this yeah, it does sound like the Brewers have a tough spot. yeah you're right it sounds like the Brewers have a pretty tough road considering that division they're in right so yeah uh, um, yeah maybe maybe I because to me the Padres are in a much tougher division overall Arizona's pretty tough right now, you know. They're, they're one of those non-contenders, really still playing. They got a lot of kids, you know. If you have to go to Colorado, that's not easy. You know, the Giants, are, they're not the 107-win team, but they're certainly better than Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and the Cubs, right? So, uh, you know, the Padres have had a tougher road. You know, I think this is, this is why it's better we're getting that balanced schedule next year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little fairer, you know, uh, teams in the NL West and the, and the AL East in particular, 
and the NL East to some degree had it much tougher than those teams in the Central this year. And no uh, no better doubt. to have it be as fair as possible. And, you know, we don't need to see 19 games, for, you know, of each team playing each other 19 times. So I, I think it's better than going to that balanced schedule. Uh, that's a great point because it, it bounces around from year to year. Some divisions, some years, divisions are tougher than others. This year it does seem to be the central on both sides uh, that, that will end up benefiting. Before I let you get out of here, John, uh, I want to get your, uh, your, your, your ideas of Cy Young MVP, uh, both, both American and National League. Start with the American League. Who, who do you think are the contenders uh, for Cy Young? You know, I think it's Verlander. If he's if he's okay, he came out with a little bit of a calf strain his last start. Um, you know, if he misses a bunch of starts, could put Cease or McClanahan or somebody Otani back in it. But to me, I think uh, I think Verlander is the guy in the American League, barring any any long absence. I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. I, I mean, he, he did come out of this last start after three innings uh, with the tight calf, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, but he's been phenomenal all year. Um, I, I think he's him. It's 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 him and Cease. I think are are the my two are my top two. Right. How about National League? National League, uh, so I, I, you know, I still think it's Alcantara. I know he's had a couple of rough ones lately, uh, but he pitches complete game. He's got four complete games. Nobody else. Many teams don't have four complete games. So you know, I gotta respect that. Uh, obviously, Gonsolin's been really good as well, but I think Alcantara is the Cy Young guy right yeah. now for me. Anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. He's a full twenty innings ahead of the second Amazing. best uh, innings pitch guy. He's he's a horse. He's an old school horse that you just don't see very much in this game. I like Burns. I also like Gosselin. Uh I, I've been especially impressed with Gosselin because Dodgers were kind of babying him early. He was going five innings most of the time, but. In the second half, he started to turn the dial up. You've seen a couple seven-inning starts, a couple six-inning. He's getting deeper in the ball game. So, uh, but I, I do like Alcantara as well as as the lead as the lead dog in uh, in the Cy Young. How about AL MVP? Well, to me, it's Judge. I don't know if people yep. think I'm being provincial, but to me, I still count it as who's the most valuable. I know we've had. Guys on also rans even last place teams win the MVP, but that's in years where there's really no other viable candidate. We've seen Andre Dawson win MVP from last place team, and we've seen uh, A-Rod do it, and there have been certainly several others. But this year, obviously, on, on one of the better teams, although they haven't been good lately, Judge has been fantastic. So I, I, I to me, there's no debate. Now, I, there may be somebody who's looking at that war and sees the Judge and Otani are close, and that Otani does a couple different things great, uh, and he is the most spectacular player and the most miraculous and the most amazing and all that, but it is called most valuable to me. For me, there doesn't even take a thought. I don't have that vote this year, but for me, it's obviously Judge. I mean, he's leading two of the three triple crown categories. I And total bases and slugging and, oh, I believe, OPS, OPS yep, and, yep. you know, he's leading all those categories. I mean, Aaron Boone brought up Mike, he's having a year like Mike Schmidt had in 1980. This is probably before your time, Tony, but it was it's kind of similar, you know. He's le- Mike Schmidt led for a team that ended up being world champion, led in all the same ca- home run, RBI, total bases, slugging, o- OPS, OPS plus, similar. Uh, Aaron Boone 
remember that even though he was only seven years, he's probably about the same age as you. He was, he was only seven years old, I believe, at that time. But he remembered because his dad, Bob Boone, was on the team. And uh, I remembered because I'm old. But uh, it, it's similar type season. Only The only difference is Judge has got a shot at Maris, you know. Uh, you know, so that's pretty darn good. And Judge, I mean, nobody's as versatile as Otani, but Judge has gone out and played center field, and he's done it pretty well, and he's batted leadoff. I mean, you know, I, I can't remember a better year for an individual player since I've been covering. If you look at the old stats and everybody and go, Mickey Mantle in 56, he has in 67, okay. To me, he's in that category as an all-time great season for a team that's going to be a playoff team. All right, let's go to the NL because this is an interesting race. I have Paul Goldschmidt ahead of everybody, but he's got a teammate there that's having an MVP type season. You wonder if they start to split some votes. I think Goldschmidt is doing well enough in really almost all the categories that uh, he probably has a, a, enough of a of a lead. But it'd be interesting because I think Manny Machado is in that too. He's in the top seven of almost every offensive category this season. Um, and it would be interesting with those two guys, because I think it's Goldschmidt, Nolan, uh, and, and Machado. Those guys uh, in St. Louis could split some votes there. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on those three guys. I would put it in that order, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Machado. But yep. uh, game's not over yet. Uh, I, I had uh, Goldschmidt as the player of the year halfway through the season. And uh, – you know, that was in all of baseball. Uh, but uh, I would say it's probably Goldschmidt's to lose, but the other guys are not that far behind offensively, and both are, you know, the two of the greatest defensive players in baseball beyond being great offensive players. I've, I've just been impressed by Machado. I mean, from a distance, you're there. But, you know, he's really, to me, uh, become a leader. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from a distance, but – just terrific. Uh, I'm very impressed. And he's always been one of the most reliable players in terms of being on the field. He's, he plays. I remember, you know, going back six, seven years, eight years ago, they didn't want to give him a long-term deal. At least the Orioles ownership did. Now, maybe it's just because they didn't want to spend any money. But, you know, I think part of it was they thought there was some kind of knee concern. The guy doesn't miss any games. None. He's, you know, it's amazing. None, right. Incredible. So he's certainly still a candidate. And, uh, you know, uh, but but I'm with you. I, right now, I think Goldschmidt's got a, got, a, got a bit of a lead. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Manny certainly has stepped into this leadership role, and in a bigger way than I think he has in the past. And uh, it's been it's been fun to see him evolve into it because you know being a leader isn't always something that comes easy. So uh, we'll certainly see how that goes. All right, we're gonna slide out of here. Make sure you download the Big Time Baseball. Uh, podcast on, on Odyssey Sports and, and like uh, put a nice little comment at the bottom as well uh, we're going to catch you next week myself, Cody Decker, John Heyman, until next time take care Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.